Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I'm your host. Uh, It is Monday, March 15th, and I am back with another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. I'm very excited to be here. Um, The episode is a day late this week, uh, specifically because in the Dig Deeper segment um, of this episode, I will be recapping the 63rd annual Grammys. Um, and they happened yesterday, so, you know, they didn't really end until like 10.30 p.m., so I didn't have time to uh, record my thoughts after they ended or get out an episode on Sunday, so I figured I'd just do it uh, here today. Um, so, you know, the usual, I'm going to hit you with uh, Song of the Week, I'm going to get into the Press Play segment, and then the Dig Deeper segment, we'll talk about the Grammys, so let's get right into it. So the song of the week for this week, um, I'm in an R&B mood. Um, as you know, if you've been following the socials, been been seeing the trailers, the Back in the Day Tournament Volume 2 will be kicking off next week, uh, March 21st, with my wife Karen as the co-host, where we will uh, attempt to determine the best R&B album of the past decade. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of R&B this week and will be probably for the next seven weeks. Um... So the song of the week for this week is a song that didn't win a Grammy uh, yesterday, but was nominated. And that song is Let Me Go by Michael Kilgore. Um, This is an incredible song. I had not heard this song before um, the Grammys announced the nominations for the uh, best traditional R&B performance category. Um, but Michael Kilgore um, has kind of been around for a decent amount. He's been doing a lot of musical theater. Like he was in 
2009's Hair, Motown the Musical from 2013. He was on The Wiz Live in 2015, Jesus Christ Superstar Live 2018, the one that aired on like NBC or something like that, as well as a number of other um, plays and musicals. Um, he's from, he was born in Orlando, but was essentially um, went to, he moved to Nashville after attending Florida State University. Um, he's been mentored by Billy Porter. Um, and he released his debut album a couple years ago. It was called A Man Born Black. And so this song, Let Me Go, is from that that album. And it was nominated for Best Traditional R&B Performance. I thought it should have won um, because just going off of that category and how it's about, you know, the performances that were more of the traditional style of R&B. Out of all the nominees, I thought this one was it. Um, but... You know, we'll get into it a little later, but I understand why they, they chose who they chose. Um, but so definitely check out this song. It's called Let Me Go by Michael Kilgore um, to kind of wrap things up um, or bring things back to the Getting Willy With It series um, that I did um, a couple weeks back. He was actually, Michael Kilgore was featured on the soundtrack for Collateral Beauty, one of uh, the movies that Will Smith was in. Um, so yeah, you know, just kind of, you know, bringing things full circle, referencing some past, uh, collaborations. Um, so yeah, so check out the song, uh, Let Me Go by Michael Kilgore. Um, you can easily access it. It'll, I'll have a link to the song in the podcast newsletter. Um, so yeah, uh, let's jump right into the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It's now time for the Press Play segment. This is the part of the podcast where I talk to you about the hip-hop and R&B news, um, things that have happened in the genres since the last episode. Uh, so that's music videos, performances, new songs, um, announcements, uh, some albums that you should check out, all of that. Everything I talk about in the episode um, can be found in the podcast newsletter. So if you want easy access, um, to the links for any song or, or video that I talk about. Uh, you want the podcast newsletter, and you can get that in two ways. The most important way and the way that I appreciate the most is by signing up for the mailing list. If you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, uh, on the homepage, there's a place where you can put in your email. You will get the podcast newsletter every um, single time an episode is released, and there might be something else special in there for you as well. Um, also... Uh, if you if you don't want to sign up for the mailing list, you can just go to uh, the newsletter tab on thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com and all the newsletters are there as well. Uh, so let's jump into the things that you should check out. So first up, um, a lot of music videos. So four music videos. First up, first is uh, Streets by Doja Cat. Um, she dropped off. Doja Cat is is incredible with the visuals and the performances. And Streets is no different. It features Kofi Cerebo, um, famous from Girls Trip and Queen Sugar in the music video. And Doja just kills it with the choreography, with the, the cinematics. It's just visually a very good video. So definitely check that out. Big Sean dropped off the music video for his song Deep Reverence, which features uh, the late great Nipsey Hussle. Um, it's a dope video. It's got a lot of references to Nipsey in it. He's riding through the streets of of um, L.A. It seems um, 
and you there's lots of really dope murals and just like homages to Nipsey. Snoop Dogg is in the video. Hit Boy, who I believe produced the songs in the video. It's it's just a really nice um, visual and and sh this is a dope song. It's one of the best off of Detroit too, so you'd want to check that out. Georgia Smith dropped off a new song called Addicted. It's dope. Um, you know, we haven't really heard a lot from her since she dropped off her Lost and Found album, which was incredible. I think that was a couple years back. Um, so I'm glad that she's releasing new music and there's a music video to go along with that as well. Same with Brent Fiaz. Um, you know, recently he dropped off a Do Not Listen EP, which could only be heard through like Dropbox. It was, he, he really didn't want you to listen to it. You know what I mean? Um, but he has since dropped off a new song and music video, uh, called Show You Off. Um, it's definitely a tribute to, to women, especially because March is a national women's month and you know about a week ago it was international women's day um so he dropped off this song and video um as a tribute to that so it's really dope definitely check that out um and then finally and the things for you to check out benny the butcher and harry fraud are dropping off their plugs i met two project uh, in a few days and so they dropped off the first single called thanksgiving and it's dope um, Benny the Butcher has become one of my favorite like MCs. Like just the way he raps and his flow is good. And when he has a good producer with him, it makes it that much better. You know, as evidenced by the work that he did on Burden of Proof with Hit Boy. Um, so the song Thanksgiving is dope. It really puts you right back in the feel of the first The Plugs I Met EP, which is you know where I first became acquainted with Benny the Butcher. Uh, so I'm glad that he's dropping off uh, a second part to that EP. So definitely check that out. Um, rumor mill in the announcements. Um, you probably noticed that, you know, the trend of artists adding their old mixtapes to streaming services, you know, music that was being given out for free back in the day. But now that, you know, we have all these streaming services, they want to make likely they want to give fans easier access to their older music, but also they want to profit off of that streaming money. So a lot of that going on. Janae Aiko released her Sailing Souls mixtape uh, on all streaming services and platforms to celebrate its 10-year anniversary. Big Sean is releasing Detroit in April, uh, his Detroit mixtape. Kid Cudi is releasing his debut mixtape, A Kid Named Cudi, as well to streaming platforms as soon as all the samples clear. Um, Cardi B became the first woman to earn a diamond single with Bodak Yellow. That's crazy. Um, I mentioned that uh, last week that the miseducation of Lauren Hill just went diamond. Um, so a lot of a lot of diamond certifications being thrown around. That's that's really dope that Cardi did that. Um, Pop Smoke uh, posthumously received six new platinum certifications. Um, let me refresh my page so I can see uh, which songs received it. Um, rest in power to Pop Smoke. He's been getting a lot, a lot of recognition, um, since he passed. Um, he was nominated for a Grammy as well yesterday, although he didn't win it. Um, so the six new platinum certifications he, he got for the night is four times platinum. Dior is three times. Both The Woo and What You Know About Love is two times. And then the song Something Special and Hello are now platinum. So shout out to Pop Smoke. Uh, the Weeknd also continues to rack up plaques. After Hours is now a two-time platinum album. Blinding Lights is now seven times platinum. Heartless is two times. And both In Your Eyes and Save Your Tears are platinum. 
So, you know, The weekend said it don't matter that I wasn't nominated for any of those Grammys. I'm going to keep doing, doing it regardless. Blinding Lights actually just became the first track to spend a full year in the top 10 of the Hot 100. Um, not consecutively, but just like it has been in the top 10 for 52 weeks total. So it spent a year in the top 10 on the Hot 100, which no other album has done that. So shout out to Blinding Lights. Um, and then finally, the Raekwon versus Ghostface Killer battle um, has been announced for March 20th. Um, it was also announced that Triller, who I've, I've never heard of them, but they're an app or, you know, they're an app in a company. They bought Versus. So Swiss Beats and, and uh, Timbaland really, really did a great job with this. Like, this is something that, you know, they have been thinking about before the pandemic, but it took the pandemic for it to really come to life in a special way. And now um, uh, they've been acquired by a company, got that big money. And um, so now you can download the Triller app as well to see um, the versus battles as well as on Instagram. I don't know if that means that the Apple um, being able to watch the versus on Apple is gone. Um, but, you know, I can probably have some more information about that for you. Uh, I'll probably I'll tweet it out on my Twitter. I'm going to look that up after the podcast, whether um you can still watch Versus on Apple, and I'll tweet about it. Um, upcoming and recently released albums, uh, just this past Friday, Chica released a new EP called Once Upon a Time, likely trying to capitalize off the fact she was nominated for Best New Artist, a lot of visibility there, so she dropped a new EP. Um, I've listened to a couple of the songs on there, the both of the Cinderella uh, songs, and they're really good, so definitely listen to that. Giveon, you know, Pulled what all these artists are pulling nowadays, the deluxe, quote unquote, album uh, editions of their albums. So he previously had two two projects out, Take Time and then an EP called When It's All Said and Done. So he has now released a project called When It's All Said and Done, Take Time. And it is both projects put together with one additional song. So, you know, get that money, Giveon. I'm, I'm not mad at you. Um, and then, of course, I mentioned Janae Aiko released the Sailing Souls mixtape on streaming platforms. Uh, this upcoming Friday, Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud will be releasing The Plugs I Met 2, and Guavdad 4000 and Illmind are supposed to be releasing a project called 1176, and then on March 26th, Vic Mensa will be dropping off the iTape. So that is it for everything in the Press Play segment. Um, get that podcast newsletter so you can check out all the links to everything I just mentioned, um, and I'll take a short break and then be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox in the Dig Deeper segment. As I mentioned at the top of the hour, um, this week I will be recapping the 63rd annual Grammys. This was, uh, the show was supposed to take place in January, um, but because of how crazy COVID was at the time, um, it got pushed to, to March, um, and, you know, it's obviously was different than it usually is. It usually takes place in the Staples Center with, you know, a crazy amount of people um, and, you know, all, all of the usual, usual suspects. But they had to switch things up. And, I, you know, I think what they came up with was actually very cool. Um, I thought it was a good way for them to to handle everything. Um, so let's let's jump right into it. 
Now, I made predictions. Um, well, I usually make predictions for the hip-hop, R&B categories, and the general categories, um, as well as every now and then best music video, depending on, you know, if there are any hip-hop or R&B artists um, nominated. So 14 categories I made predictions for. Um, record of the year, album of the year, song of the year, best new artist, best R&B performance, best traditional R&B performance, best R&B song, best progressive R&B album, best R&B album, best rap performance, best melodic rap performance, best rap song, best rap album, uh, and best music video. Um, and then I also just took note of where, you know, in the typical rooting for everybody black Grammys portion of this podcast, I took note of all the other black artists that were nominated just to see if they ended up winning. Um, so, so actually, let's go right into the rooting for everybody black. So this is outside of the hip hop and R&B categories and the general categories. I took note of where a number of artists, number of black artists were nominated. Um, Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes was nominated for like five Grammys. Um, she only ended up winning one, and that was Best Rock Song for her song Stay High from her, um, I, I want to say it's Jamie, but it might be Jamie. I don't know. I think it's Jamie from her Jamie album. Kay Trinata was nominated for Best Dance Electronic Album for Bubba and Best Dance Recording for 10%. He won both of them. Um... Let's see. PJ Morton, who fluidly makes gospel and R&B music, has racked up R&B nominations over the past few years. He's won some R&B Grammys. This year, his album Gospel According to PJ was nominated for Best Gospel Album, and he won it. The man is so talented, and the Grammys love PJ Morton. This, this These are things that I factor into my predictions is like, is PJ Morton in this category? Then ooh, he's got a, a larger chance of winning. You know, you know, you can assume that the music is good um if it's nominated. Like it's not about like is this album even good, but like he has a larger chance of winning when he's in the category compared to other people because of, you know, the historical context there and how much they love PJ Morton. So here he is winning another Grammy. Um I wasn't rooting for him, but Kanye was nominated for Best Contemporary Christian Music Album for Jesus is King, and he won. Um, so this was Kanye's first win since 2013 out of 17 nominations in that period. Um, and he now ties Jay-Z for the most Grammy wins among hip-hop artists with 22. Um, Tiffany Haddish won Best Comedy Album for her Black Mitzvah project. Um, and then that is it for all of the ones um, that won. You know, there were other ones that were nominated, like Beyonce was nominated for Best Music Film for Black is King, didn't win it. Flying Lotus didn't win Producer of the Year Non-Classical for his work on Thundercats, It Is What It Is album. Lil Wayne didn't win Best Recording Package for Funeral. Um, Cynthia Revo didn't win Best Song Written for Visual Media for her song Stand Up from Harriet. Um... And then Michael Kiwanuka didn't win Best Rock Album for Kiwanuka. Um, so um, before the Grammys air, there is a pre-show where they give away a lot of the awards before the actual show. 
Um, so seven of the 14 that I predicted were given away in the pre-show. So um, the pre-show aired on CBS. Their website was on YouTube. Um, they also had a few performances. Janae Aiko hosted the pre-show, um, which made me wonder at the time if this was a consolation prize and she wouldn't win anything later on, but we'll get to that. Um, so of the ones that I've predicted uh, that were given away, best traditional R&B performance was up first. This is the category that the song of the week, uh, Let Me Go by Michael Kilgore, was nominated in. Um, the nominees were Sit On Down, The Baylor Project, um, Wonder What She Thinks of Me, Chloe and Halley, Let Me Go by Michael Kilgore, Anything For You by Lettucey and Distance by Yebba. Um, and traditional R&B performance is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, for album or songs um, that are performed in more of the traditional R&B style. Um, it's not as contemporary with hip hop or, you know, other influences in there. It's more like, you know, you know, kind of I, I consider it like that slow tempo, like r &B. it sounds more like what some of the old school R&B songs were sounding like. Um, so the winner was Anything For You by Lettucey. Um, so I started off 0-1 in my predictions, but I understand, like, Lettucey is, she she has been nominated for 13 Grammys, um, she hadn't won any, and she finally got one, um, you know, to the point that, I'll give you a little sneak peek, in the tournament that's coming up next week, one of the divisions is named after Lettucey, it's the, the Lettucey division, because she has been nominated for the most best R&B album Grammys and hasn't won at I think four like she was not she's been nominated for four of them and she hasn't won any so that division is named after her because that division features a Grammy nominees um and so I should have the fact that she was in this category should have tipped me off like okay I think you know they're all good songs um I thought that Michael Kilgore's song was a, a little more traditional than hers but i can see i can see why she won so shout out to lettucey for winning best traditional r&b performance uh they went right into best r&b song now this is a songwriter's award it's about you know the best like written song you know of these so it was better than i imagined robert glasper michelle and decchio cello and her Black Parade by Beyonce, Collide by Tiana Major and Earth Gang, excuse me, Do It by Chloe and Halle, and Slow Down, Skip Marley, and Her. Her nominated twice in this category. Um, I predicted it would go to um, Black Parade because of, of everything that Beyonce's Black Parade was, I thought it was a well-written song first like I thought just like everything she discussed in that song was incredible and how she went through the history in there I thought it was just an incredibly written song the Grammys love Beyonce we'll talk a little bit more about that so I thought she had that locked up but um I underestimated also how much they love Robert Glasper her and Michelle Indecchio Cello all three of those artists are beloved by the Academy this is Robert Glasper's fourth Grammy win um, sorry, I, I, I buried the lead. Better Than I Imagined by Robert Glasper, her and Michelle and Decchio Cello won. 
Um, this was Glasper's fourth win. This was her third win. And this was Michelle's 11th nomination and first win. So it makes sense. It's a good song. It's a great song. Um, but I started out 0-2. <laughs> Best progressive R&B album. So this is more for contemporary R&B albums. So there's progressive and then there's best R&B album. Best R&B album is like the more traditional sense. Best progressive is more about those influenced by other genres. The nominees, nominees were Chalumbo by Janae Aiko, Ungodly Hour by Chloe and Halle, um, Free Nationals by Free Nationals, Fuck Your Feelings by Robert Glasper, and It Is What It Is by Thundercat. Now, I I did not think Janae Aiko's Chalumbo was going to win Album of the Year. So I thought that they would kind of give her, you know, as a consolation prize, because I really do believe that the Grammys does this. I thought that they would give Janae Aiko uh, Best Progressive R&B Album instead of, you know, since she wasn't going to win Album of the Year. But... I think the prize was getting nominated for her because best progressive R&B album went to It Is What It Is by Thundercat. Incredible album. And I am so happy about it. Um, it's just not what I predicted. Um, I I think that Chalumbo was a little bit more of a, a cohesive project, but Thundercat put his foot in it and the fact that it was dedicated to Mac Miller, you know, I think definitely helped and it just made it an incredible piece of work. Um, so shout out to Thundercat. Um, unfortunately for me, I went 0-3 to start the night. Um, but things picked up. Uh, we went right into best R&B album. So this is more of the traditional sense. Happy to Be Here by Aunt Clemens. Take Time by Giveon. To Feel Loved by Luke James. Bigger Love by John Legend and All Rise by Gregory Porter. All incredible albums. I predicted Bigger Love by John Legend and that's exactly where it went. Um, finally got one right. The, this R&B category was tough. The R&B categories in general was t were tough. Um, but John Legend is a Grammy darling. They love John Legend. And this is one of the best albums he's released, period. So if any album was going to win... Um, it made sense for it to be Bigger Love by John Legend. So shout out to him. Uh, we went to a few rap Grammys, best rap performance. Um, so this is more about the music and the performance than the writing. Um, Deep Reverence by Big Sean featuring Nipsey Hussle. Bop by DaBaby. What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow. The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. Savage, Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. And Dior by Pop Smoke. I predicted Savage. The winner was Savage. Um, you know, Megan had a great year musically and I figured they'd reward her, um, in multiple ways at the Grammys and the performance of the remix was outstanding, aided by Beyonce's contribution. So it made sense. Um, so two straight, I'm now two out of five, um, best rap album was up next, um, nominated, was Black Habits by D Smoke, Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist, A Written Testimony by J Electronica, King's Disease by Nas, and The Allegory by Royce59. I just misjudged this one. I predicted um, Black Habits by D Smoke. I knew Alfredo wouldn't win. That's who everybody wanted to win, and I, I really wanted it to win as well. But I figured that the Academy thought that the nomination was enough for that album. So I said, they're not going to give it to Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. This is really, I think, an album for D-Smoke. 
you know, I thought that um, I bet more on the wholesome lyrical album to win. You know, I thought that they would really acknowledge that. But I misjudged the fact that they had the opportunity to award Nas his first Grammy ever. You know, 27 summers, 14 nominations, and this was his first win. Nas wins best rap album, and he deserves it. It's a good album. I just misjudged that one. You know, my, my timings are off. You know, I really got to figure this out. The Grammy is changing, so I got to try and change with them. Um, and then the final predicted category of the pre-show was best music video. Um, let me see if I can find the nominees since they put this all the way at the bottom of the list. The nominees for best music video were... Um, well, I just lost it. It was right here and I lost it. Um, forget the nominees because this... Oh, got it. Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce, Life is Good, Future and Drake, Lockdown, Anderson Pac, Adore You, Harry Styles, Goliath by Woodkid. I predicted Brown Skin Girl, Brown Skin Girl won. Uh, this seemed like a no-brainer to me. Beyonce forever kills the visuals, and this one was especially good with appearances from Naomi Campbell, Blue Ivy, Lupita Nyong'o, Kelly Rowland, and more. Um, shout out to Beyonce. Um, so to start, I was three out of seven. Um, it's it's not it's not the worst, but I had the opportunity to end, you know, like it positive if I get the five of the remaining seven, or at least to break even if I get four of the remaining seven. So let's see how I did. One thing I will say about the pre-show. Um, the Grammys should consider televising more of the rap and R&B categories. You know, if these are two of the biggest genres, well, I guess I don't know necessarily about R&B, but hip hop for, for sure is one of the biggest, is the biggest genre out, then maybe don't like <laughs> give away most of the categories on like not in the, in the main show, you know, of the, the nine rap and R&B categories, six of them got relegated to the pre-show, so something that they should think about um so let's recap the actual show um billy eilish kicked things off with her damn good song everything i wanted um i picked this song to win song of the year because of how much the academy loves billy eilish um if you remember she completely swept the big four categories song of the year record of the year album of the year and best new artist last year um but also this song is well written song of the year is about you know the songwriting and i think that this song is just very well written her and her brother phineas put it together um so you know i really like this song um karen and i are halfway through her apple tv documentary so it was cool to see how much she's grown as a performer the set was cool it looked like she was standing on a car that was sunk underwater and i still don't really understand how they did that um the so the setup of the grammys they had a performance stage and then they had an award stage the performance stage was indoors um and they had multiple stages set up at a time so if the there were four performers you know that were the four performers that were going to be performing first were all set up in this room at the same time all of their and they were like you know basically watching each other's performances while they were waiting to perform and it was really cool because it allowed the opportunity you know for the the academy and for the grammys to get shots of artists from different genres jamming out to another artist's song like you know there was a a point where haim 
um, was jamming out to to Black Pumas, and it, it's just it was it was really cool to see that um, the way they did the performance stage, and then the award stage was outdoors in this really amazing looking like courtyard. Um, I really liked it. Um, it, it, it was just, it, it just looked so expensive and, you know, the tables were nice and everybody was masked up outside and it was bright because, you know, it was daytime in LA. Um, and so I just thought that was cool the way they set things up. Um, so Heim performed next, you know, they were nominated for album of the year as well as best rock performance for their song, The Steps, which they performed in a wonderful way. It was upbeat, reminded me why I liked Heim in the first place. I need to go back and listen to their music because I kind of fell off of them. Um, what else? So Trevor Noah was the host. Um, you know, he was funny, but he wasn't doing too much. Um, you know, I thought, I thought he, he did a serviceable job. He wasn't one of the best Grammy hosts, but you know, he didn't like suck, you know, um, the way he interacted with the artists was cool as well. Um, one thing I noticed was there was a Facebook commercial that Chica is in. Um, one of her songs, at least her song was in that we've been seeing all over the place on Hulu, but she wasn't in it. It was just her voice. But then during the Grammys, the commercial aired and she was in the 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 commercial uh, performing the song that was playing. I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is a, you know, a sign that she could win Best New Artist because she's being featured like this in the commercials. You know, we'll see. Um, speaking of which, Best New Artist was the next was the the first award given out on TV. So I was like, oh, maybe Chica's going to win. So I had predicted Megan Thee Stallion to win Best New Artist. I thought out of the nominees, nobody had a better year than um, than Megan did. Um, so the nominees for Best New Artist were Chica, um, uh, D Smoke, Megan Thee Stallion, um, let me see who else here. Oh my god, this this article it just keeps like refreshing and sending me to the top, so I can't see all of the. All right, forget it. Um, so, um, the winner. So Lizzo gave out the Grammy for best new artist. Um, she sang a little bit. She. She said bitch on live TV on CBS and instantly was like, oh, my bad. Um, i curious why they didn't, I, mean, I guess because it's live and they didn't catch it. But usually there's like a slight delay where they can catch stuff like that. But um, this was a stacked category, but it was Megan Thee Stallion's to win and she did win. Um, Megan was completely shocked to win. Um, and this was her second Grammy of the night, but she deserved it. You know, she had an incredible music year. And I'm glad she won. Um, that takes my predictions up to four out of eight. So, you know, I'm back at 50, 50%. Um, so things are, things were looking up. So um, the Grammys commissioned like an artist to create a film for every record of the year nominee that they kind of rolled them out. Um, every record of the year nominee performed. That's usually how they do it. Um, except for Beyonce, because, you know, she didn't want to perform. Um, and so they rolled out a film for every um, record of the year and then the person usually performed after that. Um, the films were really cool. Black Pumas was up first for their song Colors. It was, the films were a good introduction to the artist behind each record. Um, and they killed their performance. Um, they Black Pumas kind of reminds me of Black Keys, but they've got way more soul. 
Um, and like I mentioned, the performance setup allowed for some cool moments. Like there was a shot of Harry Styles singing along to Colors by Black Pumas, and it was just really cool. Um, the baby um, who was nominated for Record of the Year for Rockstar with Roddy Rich, his film aired, um, and then he performed Rockstar. I've always thought this song was overrated, but honestly, his performance of it gave it new life. You know, there were horn stabs and background choruses, and there was these like old white ladies in choir robes kind of being his his choir harmonizing with him, and they were hilarious. The dance moves they were doing. Um, Anthony Hamilton was out there doing some harmonies. Um, Roddy Rich came out to perform his verse at, at that at that point. The baby turned around and started to direct the choir. It was just a really good performance, and it made me like enjoy the song more. And I didn't I didn't really think that song was like that exciting, but his performance of it made it exciting. And that is the quality of a good performance for me. One of the qualities. Um, and you know, it, the performance is one of the main reasons why I watch the Grammys nowadays. You know. Their history of giving out the awards to the right people is not great, although they're getting better. But I've always thought the performances were incredible. Like we've got Kendrick's Grammy performance, which is one of the best ones I've ever seen, like, you know, at this show. So, you know, it's cool to see the work that the artists put in to the performances. Um, Bad Bunny performed one of his songs. He had a really cool, vibrant stage setup. Um, Dua Lipa performed um her song levitating with the baby and then also performed don't start now which was nominated for record of the year and it was my front runner for that for that award um what else after commercial break silk sonic anderson pock and bruno mars who just debuted the single for their collaborative album um the song leave the door open i had no idea they were performing i was very excited when they announced that they were and the performance was incredible. The outfits, the harmonies, the dancing, the vocals. It was just great. They did an incredible job. Um, I was very excited about it because the Leave the Door Open is a great song. And, you know, I am, am incredibly hyped for that album. I think it has the potential to be one of the best albums we get this year. Um, I've been watching all the interviews of them talking about it. Um, so yeah, they had a great performance. I'm going to skip over a few things that I just really didn't care about. Um, the In Memoriam was really nice. Anderson, Pac, and Bruno also honored Lil Richard, who passed away. Um, so they performed. Um, Lionel Richie honored Kenny Rogers, who was one of his good friends. Um, the In Memoriam. They, the Grammys usually does the In Memoriam very well, for the most part. Um, and they did so again this time. Um best melodic performance which is one of the ones that i predicted i predicted it would go to roddy rich um for the box because of course and then the grammy for best melodic performance went to lockdown by anderson pock um you know i didn't know he was going to be performing and I, I should have, if I had known, that might have, you know, influenced things. Like, you know, usually, you know, if, if they're in the building, it means something. You know what I mean? Um, and I also shouldn't have underestimated the, the subject matter of lockdown and how he addressed uh, COVID and the riots and everything that happened with George Floyd. Um, 
so so I can see why this was awarded to Anderson Pac for lockdown, but at the same time, best melodic performance, like that category was made for the box by Roddy Rich. Like what he does in that song is incredible. And I thought there was no way that he wasn't gonna he was nominated for a number of awards, but I thought for sure if he was gonna win any award it would be best melodic performance, but he didn't. Um so I, I misjudged that one. Uh, then they jumped right into Song of the Year, one of the big four categories. Um, I mentioned earlier that I had predicted that it would go to Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish because of how well-written that song is. The nominees were Black Parade by Beyonce, The Box by Roddy Rich, Cardigan by Taylor Swift, Circles by Post Malone, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, I Can't Breathe by her and Tierra Thomas, and If the World Was Ending by Julia Michaels and J.P. Sachs. Um, I thought it would go to Billie Eilish because of how much they like Billie Eilish and how well written the song was. But it went to her for I Can't Breathe, which is truly a beautiful song. And I am so happy um, that she won. I underestimated how much the Academy loves her and also the potency and the timing of that song. You know, typically the Grammys don't really honor songs that are about things that you know a lot of the artists were making songs about this year the pandemic the the riots and the police brutality but this year they were and i misjudged that because i was going off of what i've seen from the grammys but i am happy that they have been acknowledging those songs um you know it's an it's an incredible song i was banking on their obsession with billy eilish um playing grammy politics is hard it really is so at this point in the show i was four out of ten um, it was looking really gloomy, um, but shout out to her because she really deserves it. And, you know, I did my 20, 20 and 20 series, um, you know, uh, like last year, late last year, I guess it was maybe middle of the year. All the time is running together. Um, and her was on it close to the top and she's young. She's, if I remember, like 25 years old. And she's already won multiple Grammys, so the opportunities she's gotten are incredible. I'm pretty sure today she got nominated for an Oscar. Like, she's doing big things. Shout out to her. Um, so Megan's Record of the Year film aired. Um, it was really cool. She came out. She performed the choreography for Body. She murdered it. She had an amazing set. Um, the costumes were crazy. She transitioned into Savage, um, which honestly is a song that she has mastered the performance of. She's performed it so many times and every time it's different and it just looks so cool. I love that she switched it up this time and she let her dancers shine. Like they took center stage and had their own little breakdowns. It was dope. And then this performance transitioned directly into Cardi performing her new single up in front of a really like dope video screen with some captivating visuals. And then that transitioned into WAP with both Cardi and Megan. It was exactly as wild a performance as you think. There was money falling. There was a huge stiletto. There was a huge bed where Cardi and Megan, you know, did some suggestive choreography on. It was a good performance um, and wholly representative of what WAP was for the culture. Um, so shout out to that. Trevor Noah was corny, but in the best way, especially when he interacted with the performers after they finished. And he, he had a line of the night where he was he was on the the big bed that Cardi had been dancing on 
after the performance and he was like this reminds me of a dream i've had me and cardi in bed together and it was just it was so corny um but it was funny so trevor noah definitely did a good job of you know <laughs> keeping things sane um best rap song um i predicted uh savage by megan the stallion and beyonce um and it went to it went to savage um this you know i knew megan was going to be honored um so she's already won i think best rap performance best new artist and then this was the trifecta here with megan winning um best rap song and the surprise of the night beyonce joined her on stage nobody knew that beyonce was even here but she was as well as jay-z she joined her on stage you know seemingly just for support but she was also on the song um but it was it was really nice to see her you know and it was also nice of trevor noah to announce that while they were on stage that beyonce with that win with megan had tied the record for the most Grammys won by any female artist. The record um, going into the show was 27. Um, and I can't remember the artist's name, but she was a part of a band, um, starts with an A, but I think she's like a rock artist. 27. Um, Beyonce won two earlier with best music video, and then um, she, won, she won something else that I can't remember, bringing her to 26. With this, she won 27, so she tied um, for the most Grammys won by any female artist. And Beyonce's facial expression, um, when Trevor Noah was saying this, will go down as meme of the night because she looks like confused and a little angry. And personally, just, just knowing uh, black people and black women, what I think happened is the way Trevor Noah announced this was Megan the Stallion and Beyonce were walking off, like about to walk down the stairs to walk off the stage. And then Trevor was like, no, 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 stay right there. And so I think just the way that he did that perturbed Beyonce because A, he did it like that and B, she didn't know what he was about to say. Um, so she was still in that mode, I think, when he announced that. And so her face was just hilarious. But that's huge. 27 Grammys. Um so shout out shout out to that because you know beyonce you make it history it's always fun to witness um so then post malone performed hollywood's bleeding which was nominated for record of the year honestly it was a pretty damn good performance he sounded good live um the setup was haunting and dark but he honestly performed it really well um really falling off of post malone especially after those comments he made about about what did, I can't remember even remember what he said at this point, but basically he was disparaging hip hop and like talking about how you know he doesn't really make hip hop music and all of this stuff while he even though he was profiting off of hip hop music, um, but you know his performance was good. Then, and likely the best performance of the night, Lil Baby performed the bigger picture, and man was it incredible, um old dude um who was the in uh who was insecure uh, on insecure with Issa Rae he was one of her love interests the one that had the mental health issues that ghosted her um I can't I don't know his real name he was he was in the performance um 
like Lil Baby kept the same energy from the music video. Like it featured reenactments of riots, of the protests, of police shootings. It was interspersed with spoken word. Killer Mike came out. Um, and so like while the bigger picture beat was playing, Killer Mike came out and went directly into his thinking outside the boombox award winning best rap verse, uh, the verse from Walking in the Snow which, you know, I voted for and the Academy voted for as the best rap verse of the year. He went directly into that because stylistically and, I mean, lyrically, you know, they were the same. Like, they were talking about the same things. And it was so dope to see that mashup, like, go directly into that Killer Mike verse. It was so dope. It was like a chaotic performance in the best way. It was beautiful chaos with so many things happening in the background. Lil Baby's flow and his like delivery was on point. Like it was incredible. Like I it it reminded me of Kendrick's Grammy performance. You know, the one, you know, he's had a couple at this point, but you know, the one where, you know, he was in the chains and, you know, the intensity with which he performed and the subject matter was incredible. Lil Baby kept that energy. He brought that energy tonight. And I was you know, I've talked about how I haven't really been the biggest Lil Baby fan because, you know, his music wasn't really that different from stuff that was out there. But the bigger picture is different from a lot of stuff that's out there. And I want to see Lil Baby do more of that. And I was glad to see him, you know, kill that performance. So shout out to that. Um, Babyface and Jimmy Jam came out to award Best R&B Performance. Um... I had predicted that Black Parade would win Best R&B Performance. I thought that Beyonce would get honored. Um, and because she was nominated in those higher categories, Song of the Year and Record of the Year, but I didn't think she would win them, um, I thought that they would console that with the fact that she would get Best R&B Performance. And she did win. She won Best R&B Performance for Black Parade. Um, I predicted um, that this song would win because of the power and history behind the song she made, but also because of how effortlessly versatile she was in this performance, switching from the singing to the rapping. And to top it off, you know, I mentioned that record she just tied. Well, now with this win, Beyonce broke the record for most Grammys won by any female artist. She now has 28. Um, out of all the women who have won Grammys, Beyonce has the most. And now she is tied for second most Grammys won by any artist period so quincy jones also has 28 and then there's um an artist who has passed away um who won who has won 31 grammys he was i think he was like an opera artist or something like that so he's won 31 grammys um and now he has the most and then quincy and beyonce are tied at 28 for the most out of any one period so historic historical night and historic night um for beyonce shout out to her um doja cat then performed her song say so was nominated for record of the year she performed the song um performances like this and little babies are still why i watch the why I still watch the grammys you know she killed it um from what i've read she chooses a different aesthetic every time she performs this song and this was fresh like great choreography the remixing of the actual song in the performance was dope she killed it she really did um so then they awarded Album of the Year. Um, I predicted Folklore by Taylor. You know, I listened to the album, wasn't particularly moved, but I recognized that it was Album of the Year material. I know how much the Academy loves Taylor. This was her comeback with a more songwriting-focused album. 
this was her Grammy to lose, um, even though I think there were many albums nominated better than Folklore. Um, I thought Chalombo by Janaiko was better than Folklore. Um, but it did go to Folklore, um, which I had predicted. And so now my tally with one Grammy left to be awarded was 7 out of 13. So I'm, I'm netting positive going into the final Grammy of the night, which is Record of the Year. Um, so before I get into that, um, Harvey Mason, who was the black president of the Academy, um, kind of gave like a little speech about how um, he wants people to work with them, not against them as they rebuild and, you know, um, try to continue their growth. And, you know, they've heard the criticisms. And this was kind of the first time I can remember the Grammys addressing the criticism against them so directly. And it was about diversity and how they want to continue getting better. And honestly, they have gotten better. Um, there's obviously still a lot of work to do, but considering the things that were nominated in years past and the things that were nominated in one this year and last year, it's like, okay, I can see that some changes were made and, you know, they've had a lot of changes at the top. Um, and now maybe Harvey Mason is the one that can make things happen. So it was cool to see that speech. Um, BTS performed, you know, they're a worldwide global sensation. I don't really know a lot of their music, but I had heard the song that they performed called Dynamite because it's pop and it's everywhere. Their performance was dope. It was vibrant. It was dynamic. It was as big as their hype, and I can see why people are into them. Um, there was a film for Black Parade by Beyonce, but of course she didn't perform because she didn't want to, and at this point in the night, she had left. Her and Jay-Z were probably like on their way to the hotel or home. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they have a place in LA. Um, the final performance of the night was Roddy Rich, who, you know, of the snubs of the night, um, Chloe and Halle, you know, even though I didn't predict that they would win, they were nominated for two or three Grammys. I thought they deserved one of those. Like, Do It was a smash hit. Um, and Roddy Rich, like, yes, it's great that he was nominated, but he deserved, like, at least one of those that he was nominated for. Um, he did a very quick performance of a new single called Heartless, as well as The Box, and it really showcased how good Roddy Rich is at performing live. His live vocals are good. There's not a lot of production there. Homie can really sing. Um, and it's what makes his like trap music that much more good, nice to listen to because he can actually sing unlike Future. You know what I mean? Um, he didn't walk away with an award, but this was a really good year for him. Um, and this was good visibility. So the final award of the night was Record of the Year. Um, I had predicted Don't Start don't start now don't stop now i think it's don't start now um i had predicted that that song by dua lipa would win because record of the year is about the performance the music and i thought of all of the songs listed that that song was kind of like more of like a, a record of the year type vibe it was like a song that would take over the radio i had heard the song multiple times and i don't even listen to dua lipa so that's how i knew that it was big um, and the energy of it, I thought, you know, was was good for that award. And the Grammys have awarded Dua Lipa in the past. You know, she's won two or three Grammys before. So I thought that this would be it. But once her won Song of the Year instead of Billie Eilish, I knew, I knew that my Record of the Year hopes were done. Billie Eilish won 
record of the year for everything I wanted. Um, the Grammys were not going to not award Billie Eilish. I just thought it would be a different award, so I misjudged there. I think everything I wanted is more of a song of the year because of how well it was written. But I mean, it's a good song in general, so I can see why they awarded this as well. Um, but then Billie Eilish got on stage and used her entire speech to big up Megan Thee Stallion and how she thought that Megan Thee Stallion was going to win this award for Savage um, and how she had an incredible year and that this award belongs to her. <laughs> and, you know, it's the Macklemore, Kendrick Lamar thing, except, you know, a little bit more like nice about it and she did it on the stage um Megan was very humble about it um but you know it it seemed like a like Billy didn't need to feel like embarrassed for winning that award like it was a good song um you know I like the song everybody likes the song um you know she and you know she should have like you know thanked her brother and like you know just accepted the award like you know I didn't think Megan the Stallion was gonna win record of the year um, I thought there were at least two other songs that would win record of the year over Savage. Um, but it was really nice of Billie Eilish to do that. So that was it. That was, that was the Grammys. My final tally was seven of 14. I went 50%, which I am happy with. Um, I believe last year I went four of 13. I believe the year before that I went four of 13. So, you know, specifically the past three to five years the grammys have undergone a lot of changes uh, changes with the way that they nominate changes with the way that they award um and so trying to predict where things are going to go is difficult because of what they are doing on the inside to make up for the the lack of diversity um in their show um uh, so the fact that i got half of these right i'm pleased with um it's an improvement, and I think I'm hoping I can carry this into some knowledge um, of who the Academy prefers and what they prioritize. And it seems like they're leaning towards prioritizing the right things, like songs that made an impact, that mattered, that were good, um, that were the best. Um, the performances were incredible this year. I think they did a good job of making the show feel unique outside of all the COVID protocols. I think they made a lot of the right choices as far as the awards being based on the music and not politics. Um, they certainly seem to be doing a better job, but obviously there's still work to be done. Let's not forget to mention that the best R&B album category was all male. Like, what? <laughs> what? There were so many good albums by uh, female R&B singers last year. Uh, it, was, it was good until it wasn't by Kalani. The album by Tiana Taylor like what are we talking about <laughs> like um so many <laughs> so and then there's also the fact that they completely snubbed the weekend the weekend was felt blindsided these are his words he you know had been told that he was going to be nominated they thought they were going to be nominated he deserved to be nominated blinding lights was the biggest song of the year and if that song was nominated for record of the year it would have been the biggest snub of all time if it didn't win it. That song is humongous. It's seven times platinum and it's been out for not even a year yet. That's crazy for a song to do numbers like that. And After Hours has been doing numbers. And he was snubbed and he didn't deserve it because it's a good album. It's 
it seemed like an album that was, you know, doing all the right things to get Grammy nominated. And so it's weird. And now The Weeknd has come out and said that he's not even going to allow his label to submit any more music for Grammys because, you know, because of this. And, you know, that, you know, yes, that seems a little immature. And it's just like, oh, so now you're just going to take your ball and go home type thing. But also, you know, he has said something about how there are these these backdoor meetings where there's like a group who after the official nominees have made nominees nominations there's a group that you know makes the actual nominations that gets to the show and whether that's true or not i don't know but you know the weekend doesn't think that things are on the up and up and so you know the grammys still has and the academy still has a long way to go before people are really trust them again you know what i'm saying like they've hurt too many people in the past and yes they're trying to change but it's not going to be instantaneous um and they're not going to win everybody over and also let me say that they're not going to please everybody they can only give out one award like one trophy per award and there are so many you know albums and songs nominated that deserve it so somebody's going to be pissed like Lil Wayne tweeted out fuck the grammys yesterday Homie, homie was a, was nominated for one Grammy for best recording package, and I don't even know if he would have won that Grammy. Like that might have went to the people who designed it. Like he might not even have got that Grammy. What are you mad at? Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're not gonna please everybody. So you know, and they know that they know that, but they also know that they made mistakes. And so I'm, you know, this gives me hope for next year. We'll see if they can continue to grow. Um, but I was pleased with last night's show. I thought it was I thought it was cool. Um, so that is it for the recap of the 63rd annual Grammy Awards. That is it for this week's episode. Um, you already know what it is. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave a review. You you have no idea how how important ratings and reviews are. They're very important. That's how you get on the different charts and all of that. Um, so if you haven't already. Um, please leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever. Uh, leave me a review. Leave me a rating, um, a star rating. You know, let's, you know, let's get the podcast, you know, on one of these charts. You know what I'm saying? Um, that would be dope and I would appreciate it. Um, follow the socials. The socials have been hidden lately. I've got so much content coming out. Um, T-O-T-B, the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. ThinkingOutsideTheBoombox.com is the uh, website. Also, um, this is a thing I've just started doing in season three of the podcast, which just started last week and last episode. But on Instagram specifically, if you want to find um, a lot of, I mean, you can also just go to the page, but I have created hashtags for the podcast, Thinking Outside the Boombox and TOTB the podcast. So if you search those hashtags, a lot of the content that I've most recently released will come up. Um, what's coming up next? You already know what it is. The trailer dropped. The Back in the Day Tournament Volume 2 kicks off next Sunday, March 21st. Um, my wife will be co-hosting. Uh, we will seek to determine the best R&B album of the last decade. So from uh, 2010 to 2019, uh, 40 albums in contention. We started with 110. And now 40 have the opportunity to be crowned the best R&B album of the past decade. I am very excited about it. Um, 
next in next week's episode i'll be introducing the tournament and what makes it different from the hip-hop one i dropped uh last last year um and we'll start the playing games so of the 40 albums um what is it eight of them are going to be eliminated next week so 16 albums are playing to get into the ter- first round of the tournament, you know, similar to March Madness. Um, so we're going to, you know, discuss all the play-in matchups next week. Um, and then after that, we'll jump right into the official first round of the tournament. And we'll go, um, I think, probably six weeks before a champion is crowned. I'm very excited about this. Um, follow all of the stuff on the socials. Check us out. This is going to be dope. I love tournaments. Um and this one's going to be really fun. So thank you all for tuning in. You already know what it is. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.